0: It's called protein degradation, and if you're a bad protein in a cancer cell, you'd better get your affairs in order, because now, thanks to Dana-Farber's foundational work, protein degradation can target cancer-causing proteins and destroy them, right inside the cell. This take-no-prisoners approach is making a difference in multiple myeloma and other blood cancers, and is how Dana-Farber is working to treat previously untreatable cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org everywhere.
1: We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com arrow logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at Marketplace.org donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate.
0: Is Elon Musk's tech in Russian hands? Hello, you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report, live from the BBC World Service. I'm Leanna Byrne, and a very good Monday morning to you. Now, since the conflict in Ukraine began, there's been a big focus on new technology, especially drones. Ukraine's been using the Starlink Internet Connection System, made by Elon Musk's aerospace company SpaceX. But now it's alleged that Russian troops have been hooking up to the system as well. In a post on X, Mr. Musk said, To the best of our knowledge, no Starlinks have been sold, directly or indirectly, to Russia. The BBC's Europe regional editor, Paul Moss, reports.
1: It was originally Elon Musk's gift to Ukraine. After Russia invaded, he sent the country 15,000 receivers and routers to be used with his Starlink internet service, very useful for a country whose infrastructure was under attack. Elon Musk says the kit doesn't even work in Russia. But now Ukraine's intelligence agency claims Russian troops in occupied territory have been making use of Starlink. It's been pointed out they could have taken the kit from captured Ukrainian troops or purchased it via a third country. Mr Musk hasn't responded to this suggestion.
0: Palmas there. And in Germany, Chancellor Olaf Scholz is due to start building a new ammunition factory today as pressure grows to strengthen security in Europe. The BBC's Jessica Parker reports from Lower Saxony, where the plant will be built. It's nearly two years since Olaf Scholz's famous Zeitenwender speech, in which he pledged to reverse Germany's decades-long cautious defence policy following Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Today, he'll lay the first brick for a factory that will eventually produce 155mm artillery shells, of which Ukraine is in urgent need. Germany is expected to reach NATO's defence spending target of 2% of GDP this year, but that's only because of a one-off fund. Meanwhile, fears are sharpening that a possible Trump re-election could seriously undermine European security. Jessica Parker reporting. Now, let's do the numbers. In 2023, Russian exports to Europe plummeted by 68% as the EU reduced oil and natural gas purchases. That's according to Russia's customs agency. Asia became Russia's main energy client, with exports rising by 5.6%. Meanwhile, most European stocks are up. Europe's region wide stock 600 is up three tenths of a percent. France's CAC is up five tenths of a percent, but London's FTSE is flat. The Irish, they're known for emigrating all over the world. But in recent years, there has been a bit of a reverse trend. More people born outside of Ireland are making the Emerald Isle their home. Around 100,000 Ukrainians have arrived under temporary EU protection and refugee numbers have quadrupled since pre-COVID times. The thing is, the government is struggling to provide housing and conditions for asylum seekers have deteriorated. The BBC's Bob Howard reports.
1: Ring's End is a suburb of the Irish capital, Dublin, close to the city's port. There's a church, a cafe, a local shop and a yellow-painted pub called the Shipwright. On New Year's Eve, the pub was subjected to an arson attack in the mistaken belief that it was going to be used to house refugees. It's one of several attacks which have had the potential to dense Ireland's reputation as the country of 100,000 welcomes.
0: I arrived in Ireland on Monday and I seek for asylum. Currently, they don't have accommodation for single men, and we don't have anywhere to sleep. We're just sleeping on the streets.
1: The shortage of suitable accommodation has left more than 600 men like Joseph, who's from Zimbabwe, without a roof over their heads.
0: Families, they are allocated, and women, they are allocated. But we are all vulnerable.
1: The government has increased payments for some international protection applicants. That's refugees who say they're in danger of persecution or serious harm in their home country. To try and house refugees, the Irish government has been sourcing accommodation, not just in big cities like Dublin, but towns and even villages throughout the Irish countryside. Rural politicians such as Michael Collins, who represents Cork South West, says this is putting pressure on local services. Doctor can't take any more newcomers coming in. The school is looking for two extra rooms and they can't take the extra kids. They should have been a cap at a very early time and look after those who come in properly. They're sleeping on the streets. There's no way to treat anyone. The Irish government says people have a right to seek international protection under EU law and international law and it's investing in more state-owned accommodation to house people seeking asylum. Roderick O'Gorman is the government's Minister for Integration. I'm looking at how we have more state-owned accommodation. But our hospitals, our health care system, our social care system would collapse without migrants. So if we were to sometime in the future as a country take a decision to keep migrants out, we would be absolutely shooting ourselves in the foot. Ireland is trying to tread a fine balance – It has EU and international obligations to house refugees while their claims are processed. And it relies on migrants from many different countries and circumstances to work across whole sectors of the economy. But the tensions in accommodating and providing services for them are very real, something which Irish politicians from across the board are going to have to address. In Ireland, I'm the BBC's Bob Howard for Marketplace.
0: And finally, many of you might be feeling fragile after watching the Super Bowl last night. Well, Ivory Coast supporters are probably feeling it too, after the host nation won the Africa Cup of Nations. Ivory Coast spent more than a billion dollars in infrastructure linked to the tournament, but hey, they won, so at least they made a good return. And that's it from the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. I'm Leanna Byrne. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.